3, 2, 1, roll Welcome back everybody, I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today we explore with high performance coach and former director of performance for the New York Yankees, how to develop champion habits, tactics for installing new habits, how to break the old ones that don't serve you, why you need a game plan and the power of coaching. Welcome everybody, Coach Dana Cavalea. Hmm. Thank you, thank you. So cool to have <laughs> you here. We are in New York today with you. And you are a New Yorker with a farm. Can we start there? Yeah, well, I, you know, I preach a lot about finding something outside of your work when I work, when I coach CEOs and executives. And I say, if all you do is work, that means all you're going to think about is work. And eventually you can get quite stale. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, last year, my wife and I, we went on a little trip outside of New York City and we found a beautiful uh, 130 acre cattle farm that we found uh, quite a bit of love for and interest in. And we made an offer and, you know, we ended up getting it. So now we have, you know, 45 head of cattle here. We have 40 pigs. Uh, 40 chickens, 40 seems to be the magic number. And uh, we are learning to become uh, part-time farmers in addition to coaching. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of chickens, 40 chickens for part-time. How do you organize that? Oh, you know, it's it actually for what I do in terms of coaching, it works really well because I just build everything right into the schedule. So it says, okay, you know, eight o'clock I go out. From 8 to 8.30, I'm out. I'm feeding everybody, getting them all set up for the day. And then I go to the gym and I train. And then I start my work day. And then when that concludes, I turn back over and I start, you know, taking care of everything outside again. And everything has a place. So I, I believe that, you know, in life, you schedule your success. And if it's not scheduled, it won't get done. So we have to own our schedule. We have to build a schedule that works for us and has the, desi uh, the the things that we desire in it. And when we can just wake up every day and say, what do I have today? And you just look at a schedule that's already pre-built, you just execute. And it's actually a lot easier than saying, well, what do I have today? Should I do this? Should I do that? There's no should ofs or should I. It's let's go. And here's what I have. So it works pretty well that way. And, and here we are, the schedule of the champions. You are the former director of performance for the New York Yankees. And uh, yes. you, you were creating that for them. Tell us, how, what was yeah. your role and, and how, how does one coach the Yankees? Yeah, yeah it's very interesting. You know, when you, when you coach and train uh, some of the top talent in the world in a particular sport uh, that's been handpicked from, from literally all over the world, you know, you have to ask yourself, hey, what is my purpose here, you know, in, in working with these individuals? And ultimately, I always say I was an asset manager and I managed 300 plus million dollars in human capital that had to be deployed every evening at seven o'clock and 1 p.m. on the weekends to go out and compete at the highest possible level. And that was my my job is saying, hey, if somebody needs something physically, if something 
needs something mentally, if there's a habit that we need to develop or change, well, that's my, that's what I do. And that's what I, I do for executives now. I do for professional athletes still, but I did for a 12 year period with the New York Yankees. It's, it's all about performance optimization. It's finding where a player may have a particular weakness that they know of, or maybe they don't know of, and then coaching them through with tools and strategies to help them optimize their performance. How does one day of a Yankee athlete look like? <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. You know, a lot of players, they tend to sleep a little bit later because because it's a night business so you know if you have a game at seven o'clock you may not get home until 11 maybe midnight depending on how long the game goes so you're going to sleep a little bit later guys with kids have to get up a bit earlier but you're going to wake up between 7 and 9 30 maybe 10 and then you know you 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 start your day but you get to the ballpark and you begin your professional day right around 1 30. So if the game starts at seven and you're getting to the ballpark one thirty to two o'clock, that's that's five hours to five and a half hours before a game, and that's the that's the time that most people don't see, and that's when the athlete, you know, prepares their body, prepares their mind, works on their skills, and what we do is we we help them to identify what skills need refinement, what skills need to be worked. When we do a physical assessment. And we say, hey, what, do you need to be faster? Do you need to be stronger? Do we need to you know, help you lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds? Do we need to put weight on you 10 pounds, 15 pounds? So you know, a day in the life of a professional athlete is really um, working the variables that need working and you know, hel helping them, supporting them, and developing for them a plan that is specific to them. Wow. And how does a day in in the life of the coach look like ah uh, you know for me i uh in some ways i have to practice what i preach a little bit more in terms of you know turning on and turning off um where you know now we're in such a what feels like a 24 hour a day culture um that uh that's probably the my biggest struggle is is hey i have all these people that i coach that i feel very responsible for so I'm always thinking about them. What can I do for so-and-so? So the day in the life of the coach, though, for the most part, it's pretty structured. You know, I, I wake up, you know, here stateside, you know, 5, 5.30, um, and I start doing some basic work around 7. I do, I, every morning I, I have this bullseye, and in the bullseye it says, hey, what are the five things that you need to do to be successful every day by my, you know, determination of what success is, and it's, Every morning I get up and I do my writing. After I do my writing, I get my workout in. After that, I have my, my first clean meal, good, healthy food. And then from there, I start my coaching day. And then from there, I always try to meet one or two new people a day if I can. So if I could do those five things every day, write, workout, eat right, uh, coach, and connect, those are my, those are my big five. And... I believe that proficiency, competency, and success at anything is the result of not doing more, but it's finding those three to five things that move the needle for you and doing them day in and day out with consistency and trusting that they will yield an outcome.
and right now it must be super early for you. Are we are we bringing your your day in into disorder? No. Well, it worked out because you know, like I said, you know, seven o'clock. I, I actually am. I'm not writing this morning. I'm doing this instead. So, I'm uh, I'm taking the morning off from writing, and and I'm here with you today. Love it. Tell us about um, coaches of yours. Who do you coach when they start with you? Where are they? Where and where do you bring them? What's the process? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's very interesting. When I first started coaching, um, I said, okay, I'm going to coach. Obviously athletes to better performance, whatever that is, you know, whatever they're needing. And now when I, in the business world, when I, when I coach, you know, I get people from all different walks of life. I'll, I'll be honest. Most of them are over 40, over 40 years old. And they, and they want to improve in a few different categories of their life. Um, these are people that have typically been working hard for the last 20 years. And they're actually a little bit tired. They're still very pushy and they still are very, they're very successful, um, you know, both financially and professionally, um, but they don't feel as successful as it relates to their home front, uh, as it relates to their physical self. Maybe they've gained 15, 20 pounds. Uh, maybe they're not sleeping. Maybe they have high anxiety. Um, maybe they're just looking for counsel to discuss some of their business thoughts and matters. Um, and have somebody to bounce it off of. And that's, that's the way I, I coach now. But it's all about helping people develop tools and tactics so that they can optimize their personal performance by executing a plan that is personalized and specific to them. So that's the, the fundamental core part of it. But the other part is just letting people know, hey, uh, much like a sports team, you don't have to go about whatever it is you're doing alone. I'm here to support you and we're going to support you. And, you know, don't ever feel like you're on an island. And many leaders, many executives, and sometimes too, the, the, the higher you go in an organization and the more successful you become, the more lonely you start to feel. Because who do you talk to? Who do you bounce things off of? Um, and, and where can I get a non-biased opinion? So, that's 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 what I do now. Oh, I love it. And this being on an island, this is really something that I felt during the the lockdown. Even if I'm I'm very connected because of the podcast and all of these things, I meet a ton of people per day, but still my topics as a CEO, you know, sometimes they are really tricky topics like I don't know legal topics, growth topics, etc mergers etc that i don't have so many people to discuss with and um and where i, yeah. I try to protect my my direct team sometimes from the direct uh topic and afterwards when i've worked it out when i've solved it then i let them in yeah and so i had the same situation feeling like an island and uh, this is when i started my mastermind i asked my favorite people hey do you want to be a think tank uh, that meets every 14 days. And that has become our mastermind, which is now 64 of us doing yeah. that every 14 days. And it is so important. I'm curious, how, how you, do you connect now during this, this specific period? Is it, do you coach people via Zoom, via phone? Do you send videos? How do you practically do it? I, I yeah, so I actually do a bit of, of everything. Um, you know, whenever I write and whenever I produce any content, 
I actually don't produce it to become a mainstream, you know, where it's saying, Hey, how many followers can I get? Or how many, um, likes can I get? Or how many, you know, how much, you know, can I get off of this? Now I'd be lying to you if I said, well, how did the, how did everybody respond to that? But the truth is I, I produce content for those that I work with and I put it out there publicly, but I, but I create everything as a resource. So I'll, I'll bring it all full circle here, but you know, I started coaching via zoom before everybody was even on zoom. And before most people knew what it was because, you know, I started to have, you know, clientele all over the world. I couldn't fly to, to Switzerland. I couldn't fly to Los Angeles. I couldn't fly all in one week. So this, this became the medium of choice zoom. Um, and alongside that, I do have some clientele that say, Hey coach, I don't want to be on zoom. Let's, let's check in, you know, so we could see each other. And then we actually hang up the phone and call each other. And we do a, just an old school phone call. And I have found that people feel really comfortable with that. And in between we'll shoot text messages to each other. And, and I believe in a big, you know, a coaching family atmosphere. It's more family as opposed to client coach, client coach. So I break down a lot of those barriers that exist and it becomes a very personalized process. And, you know, as I work with people and I hear common themes of what it is they are dealing with, I then produce, whether it's a pot podcast episode, whether it's a, um, uh, a YouTube video or even written content to help them understand what it is they're dealing with and even provide them tools visually through audio or something that they could read. Powerful. And you have some favorite tools that you use and that are helpful to your clients. For example, I heard your bullseye model. Uh, yeah. What are, yeah. what are some tools that work well for you and for your clients? Two, yeah, two, you know, two, two, well, three of my favorite tools are, yeah, number one is the bullseye because the bullseye keeps you centered. And if you focus on that bullseye and these are the three to five things that you've identified that are income producing, uh, and happiness producing activities, IPAs and HPAs, uh, you will stay centered and you'll stay focused. And what, what it allows you to do is say, Hey, um, I'm feeling a bit overworked. I'm feeling a bit all over the place. And you always have to use the bullseye to pull yourself back to center. So that's the whole idea behind your three to five, uh, items, ac actions and activities that are in that bullseye. So that's that. The other, the other tool I use is what I call your book of wins. So it's very easy as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a CEO, as an executive to identify the things that you didn't do well and the things that you struggled with or the problems, because, you know, most CEOs and most leaders are thinking about the problems that they have to solve. But what happens is you start to move your mindset to where you only focus on problems. And when you focus on problems, most problems are negative. So you start to take on your problems and then you start to become your problems and then you become the problem. So what I use is what I call my book of wins. And I say, Hey, every day, like I'm going to do this after we talk, you know, I'll go down have a coffee. I keep a notebook on my called book of wins and I open it up and I write three to five things. Sometimes it's six, seven, eight, nine, or 10 that are going really well right now. So I'm, I may say, um, 
yesterday, hey, I picked up a great client. She's amazing. And and I, I just actually add a lot of uh, fuel to it. And I say, you know, it's a very positive book. It is only the things that are going well right now. You know, family is happy. Family's healthy. Uh, got some great workouts in this week. It's, you know, went four for five on my workouts. You know, so it's all positive stuff. Book of wins. So we have our bullseye. We have our book of wins. And then the last one I call the horizon line. And the horizon line simply means this. You know, you picture this flat line that is like the horizon. And below the line is just, it's dark. It's gloomy. It's like constant rain. It's negative. It's down. It's what's not going to work out. What's what you're struggling with. It's just all this chatter and garbage that, that so easily forms in the mind of those that are, you know, competitive and in business. It's just what it is. Um, get negative and we can get down and we can get below the line. But when we go above the line, it's like the sun. It's like a beautiful place. It's positive. It's upbeat. It's got like the music of Miami going on. It's all positive and it's all about winning and it's so i i paint that picture because i want to let people know that you're always in one of two places you're either below the line or you're above the line so it's the horizon line and where do you sit when you catch yourself below the line you got to say hey let's go above the line above the line and that's where the self-coaching comes in so so when you take your, your bullseye, your book of wins, and your horizon line, and you use them collectively, it keeps you in a better state. And that's what I have found. Those three tools are very powerful. Powerful, yes. And what can one do when you find yourself below the line? Because many people go now, oh, yeah, it's happening to me every day. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's, it's two-parted. Number one, and I'm biased with this because... You know, I, I'm also a physical coach. So I believe the fastest way to get above the line is to run above the line. So get your heart rate up. Something to get your heart rate going, get yourself going, hype it up. Whether it's through language, come on, come on, self-coaching, or it's hand clapping, or whether it's actual physical exercise. That immediately creates a physiological change in your body. And then alongside that, you bring your language with it. So it's physical activation plus better language. You know, the, the truth is this. I mean, most, most of us, um, we're either going really fast or we can get into a state where we're feeling a little bit like down. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a bit of that, you know, yin and yang that, that oftentimes happens in positions and in business where they're very outcome driven and you'll see with a lot of leaders and you see it the same with athletes when they're doing well they feel great everything's good and when they're not doing well if the deal hasn't come in yet or you know they're worried if the deal's going to come in or or they haven't been playing well they dip below and they can get very down on themselves so there's this up and down up and down and there's an energy cost to up and down up and down up and down Powerful. I'm so curious, who do you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors? Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com tools.
when everybody zigs, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. You can pick only one person. Who do you pick? Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Uh, I was thinking about this, but you know, one of my early um, mentors and people that I really looked up to and, and still do is uh, Kevin Plank, who's the CEO and founder. Well, he's no longer the CEO, but he's the chairman of, of Under Armour. And he founded the brand Under Armour. And I remember, you know, um, having a conversation with him. I went to go see him down in Maryland. And uh, at the time, I, I, you know, I, I met with him in the lunchroom and we were just chatting and I, I had known him previously. So it wasn't like we never met before. And uh, he said, hey, D, what do you got going on? What, what are you up to right now? What are you doing? And I said, well, this was at a time where I wanted to open these training facilities that would expose, you know, the general population to learning how we train and develop athletes. And I said, well, I'm going to open these gyms and uh, I'm going to open them, you know, my own facilities and I'm going to open them in hotels and then I'm going to have my own equipment line. And I started giving him these like five or six things. And he said, oh, that's great, but what do you do? And I told him the same things again. And he said, no, 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 no. Like, what is it that you do? Like, what is it that you do? And what is it that you want to be known for? And that's when I said, you know, like, what do I do? I coach people. Like, I'm, I'm a coach. That's what I do. And he said, okay, now that you've established that, like, how are you going to do it? And at the time, I was trying to do all of these things, thinking that more was better and I, I could do this and I can do that. And, and the truth is, yes, I could and you could do all of those things. But number one, we can't do them at, all at once. And number two, we need to have this, this landing point. Like, where are we landing and where are we starting? And from that point, I opened up five training facilities. And then I realized I, I said I wanted to be a coach. I didn't want to be a full-time facility brand manager. So I wasn't actually coaching. I was becoming a manager of all these other people and managing bad behavior and people coming in late. And, and then I was managing the growth of the brand. And I said, based on Kevin's uh, conversation, coach, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to get back to coaching. And that's what I did. So Kevin Plank, uh, founder and former CEO of Under Armour. Beautiful. Books or podcasts that inspire you? Okay, so this is going to sound a little bit ego-driven, but I wrote a book called Habits of a Champion. And I was thinking about books and things like that. And I said, you know, one of the most impactful books for me was that book. Because to write it was everything that every other book would talk about. But it was it was this. So so that book, Habits of a Champion, was the end result of, of having discipline, of having focus, uh, of staying on path. Um, so it it taught me so much about myself and it taught me like to have to think back on some of the stories that I, that I tell in the book. I said, man, those were great lessons. So that, that was my first book. The second book is, um, I wrote what to say when you, what to say when you talk to yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter and, and Dr. Shad's a great guy. And, um, what to say when you talk to yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. Better. And the last one is a very interesting one. 
and it's called The Seven-Day Mental Diet by Dr. Emmett Fox. And this is a very old book. And uh, the truth is, I actually don't like to read many new books because I find the angles on them sometimes are a little bit more disingenuous and it's all about, and I get the marketing side of it and I appreciate that. But when I read something, I, I actually like to go back in time and say, hey, how did people do things back in the day? And what's so interesting is that we all think that we're so unique, but people have been dealing with the things that we deal with for a hundred years. So, you know, it's just, it, it's very rewarding to go back and look at some of the old time books, you know, classics like Napoleon Hill um, and, and, and things like that. I, I absolutely agree. I am I am born in Rome, so I go back to to Roman writers, and mm. so I'm I'm reading Marcus Aurelius and yeah. uh, uh, and many um, uh, Stoics that that were writing two thousand years ago, and they go, yeah. oh, uh, I should take care of my energy. I should um, decide who who I do not spend time with, etc. And I go like, hey, these are my topics right now, this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah. It's cool. And and so tell us, who can afford your coaching? How how can somebody find you as a coach and how can they start working with you? Yeah. So um, my website, danacavalier.com is like my access point. And I, you know, you can get to my YouTube stuff. You can get to my, my writings. I do a daily blog Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday this week. But, uh, yeah, right there. And, uh, um, you know, I, I tend to work with those that are, uh, you know, more of the executive level and those that are either a founders of companies or, or at the executive level and looking to make their next move, or maybe they're, sitting in a place and they say, Hey, you know, am I doing what I want to be doing? Am I doing what I should be doing? And they just need some help sorting. Or again, it may relate to their physical performance. Hey, um, I want to get myself in better shape. And and I got to say, you know, the skill set that I developed, you know, in working with the Yankees and, and with professional athletes and executives through the years allows me to have a very, uh, a multidisciplinary approach to enhancing overall performance. And and that's and that's the fun part. So you know, I've, I, I'm a coach, but I have a degree in sports medicine as well. So we cover everything from injuries all the way through, uh, you know, mindset and and uh, overall uh, performance. I love it. And uh, is there anything I forgot to ask you? Um, you forgot to ask me what I'm working on right now. Yeah, what I'm <laughs> working on. Uh, so I'm actually uh, finishing my next book, which is going to come out in the next, uh, probably the next 15 or 20 days. And it's called Habits of a Champion Team. And I, I wrote that because after into people were reading Habits of a Champion, they said, hey, well, would you come and talk to my team? Would you come and work with my team? Or what could you do for my team? And I said, well, what I could do is take the le lessons that I have found to work in building teams and also building leaders and showing what when those cross what we can what we can make happen for culture and what we can make happen for people in general so uh habits of a champion team is my uh my baby that i'm going to be pushing out here in the next couple of weeks <laughs> wow how long how long did it take you to is is it easier to write the second book than to write the first book i'm still at the first one 
Okay, so the first one, um, I find that you tend to write with a lot more emotion because you're like just charged. And then so for the first one, the editing, I wrote it very fast. And the editing process took me forever on the first one. On this one, I wrote the first nine to 10 chapters very fast. And the last five took me, man, probably a year. And I, and I have this philosophy too where um, I don't like to force it. So if, if it doesn't come, then, then don't do it because you're gonna, your message isn't gonna be what you want it to be. So one day I sat down and I just banged out the last five. It just came to me, bang, and then it was done. And now um, we're, we're moving through. And, and I actually have a few more books that I started along the way before I finished this last one. So it's, which again goes against my philosophy where it's, hey, if you're gonna start something, finish it. But when it comes to the creative artsy side of writing, you can't do that or else the book will feel, it'll feel forced. I love this. And so looking forward to your next book and please come back and, uh, and uh, show yeah. us and let us be part of the launch. Beautiful. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much, Coach Dan, for being here, sharing with us something that we could never know otherwise, how the Yankees uh, structure their performance and how you coach people in New York, around New York and around the globe. Thank you so much, cool. Coach Thanks, Dana Simon. Cavalier. Thank you. And Thank please you. come back soon. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.